the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. So welcome to the Instructor Podcast Green Room Edition. This is a show where we look at industry-specific topics and all the latest news as it reports to ADIs and PDIs. And this is a 25th Green Room, and uh, you'll be delighted to know that it's not just me. I'm joined by the ever-wonderful and somewhat mediocre Chris Spencer. How are we doing, Chris? Hello and Happy New Year. It's Happy New good. Year indeed. 2023. I was, I was 2023 treating you so far. Well, my favourite thing is my uh, now six-year-old, because he turned six, year old, six years old at Christmas, who said, no, 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 it's not 23. Every day it's 22. It never changes. <laughs> and then was thoroughly confused that this is the one day it does change. And now for a whole new year, it's going to be 23. And that was that was New Year in a package for me. I loved it. I don't know how to respond to that, so we'll uh, we'll move swiftly on. Um, this this uh, this show was supposed to be recorded at the end of 2022, but I think due to us not being able to schedule and also you being quite ill, and I'm glad to see you looking a lot chirpier and, and basically losing your voice as well, which isn't great for a podcast, as I found out. Uh, yeah, we're just doing it a few days later, so uh, let's let's look at 2022. I'm going to get this wrong a few times today, so I apologise. But let's look at 2020. In your view. So, first of all, as a as kind of a whole, how was 2022, do you think? It was a whole. <laughs> it was indeed. Um, it, it seems very challenging looking back at it, um, but I'm not, I, I can't quite put my finger on exactly why it was just stuff going on. Um, for me, it was, and it's, it's an ongoing process, but I was, I was kind of still in the midst of rediscovering what who I am and what I'm doing uh because of having stopped having a car and focusing on theory so that's evolving it's really interesting to be part of the kind of figuring out what that's going to mean in the future and and how theory training might take over and be part of that so um that that was the the year for me was was very theory based um but it it just seems like it was a I don't know it seems like it was a challenging year it it felt like at any point during last year, if you would have stopped me and asked me the date, I wouldn't have had a clue. I, it could have been any day in last year and I wouldn't have had a clue. But kind of, I suppose, on a personal level and a business level, uh, one of your many uh, ventures that you've got, how was 2020? How was 2022 for you personally and business-wise? Um, yeah, it was hard work. Um, I don't feel like I've seen the... The, the returns on on that investment yet um i i felt like i was working the hardest i've worked in a long time um except for possibly the bit that i did you know lockdown wise uh, was was fairly heavy going um but outside of that it was on a day-to-day basis yeah i i felt like i was working really hard and not necessarily seeing things come of it um, it was the behind the scenes stuff, a bit like when you set up a website and you spend ages and ages on the back end. The front still looks the same, but you know you've improved it a lot. Um, that I, I think that was that was my year. So I'm hoping <laughs> now. Now we're the other side of that. That we start seeing some really big benefits. And you know, I'm, yeah, I've, I've had a few phone calls already, uh, only a few days in, that have are kind of proving that yes. There's there's a a bit of a different flavour to things coming through, which is nice, and and I've got my voice back, just about. 
So basically, 2022 was spent. You work on your back end, and then hopefully this year we'll see an improvement in your front. So that sounds good to me. <laughs> I um, I will just mention before we go on, I should have said this at the start of the show, but uh, this show we are going to be looking back over 2022. But at the end of the show, we've got our own little mini version of the awards. We're going to give us own awards out to people that have impressed us this year. So hang about to the end of the show to uh, to listen to see if you've been uh, nominated for one of Terry's special dongs, we'll call them, <laughs> Terry's special dongs. Um, but 2022 for me was very much a mixed bag. Um, on a, on a, a completely personal level, and I won't delve into the details, but it was really, really shit. Um, started off the year with COVID, got over my COVID, got sciatica, got over my sciatica, got asked for a divorce. Just coming through the end of that, my dog died. Uh, then I had to move out, and then I got sciatica again. So that was kind of the year on a personal level. So what we'll do is we'll take that and put that to the side, and then we'll look at the professional side and last year for the the driving school uh sort of the tc drive side of it i thought was awesome in the sense that it was a real reminder of a year of the quality of people that i work with you know i've spent years really kind of fine-tuning the the people that inquire with me and the people i take on and the the amount of time i had off last year so many of my students would have been well within the rights to just leave me and only one of them did and that was because I couldn't work for about three weeks and they had their test and they said do you mind if I go somewhere like that? I know no problem you you know kind of go for it and thankfully they passed but it just the, the compassion and understanding of my students throughout the last 12 months has been sort of ridiculous and just sometimes them sending me little random messages checking in on me which is unexpected and nice so so that was really awesome um finish a year on a bit of a high of it as well in, in just kind of showing the different ways that we can work as instructors you know i had someone pass on on boxing day which was the the monday the 26th and that's someone that just came for me they had an automatic license needed a manual and about five hours from me passing their own car and then i had someone pass on the 29th which was completely different in that they'd never driven before and they asked me to go down and visit them wherever they were. It's a, a friend of mine. I just want to go down and visit them wherever they were and train them up to drive and, and take a test in this part of the country I've never been in before. And and that just kind of reaffirmed to me, actually, you're half decent at this, Terry, because if you can do that, then you must be doing something right. So kind of a really interesting year for, for driving lessons. I think in terms of instructor podcasts, that's gone from strength to strength. Um, did double the downloads this year compared to last year. Um, not quite apples and apples, but it's you know, the best metric I've got. Um, interesting things like being asked to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, put input and advise on other people's podcasts. I'll be asking to host at the instructor show, the instructor podcast premium growing with all the awesome content going up over there, all this cool stuff. So yeah, I think business wise, really awesome. And the podcast. And the podcast, yeah, got asked to do the podcast. Um, I was going to touch on that later actually, but got asked to do the podcast, which was, a genuine privilege to be asked because that's something that you've been uh, doing the past few years and I, I genuinely thought it was because you thought I'd do a good job and then found out it's because you couldn't be asked. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> whatever works. But yeah, it just it, I think that it, it would be easy to sit back and sulk and, and look at all the negatives, but it's important that we take a look back at the positives as well. It's like, like you said, you know, not everyone sees that hard work that goes on behind, but they will do at some point. You know, so yeah. yeah, I think it's it's a very interesting year, uh, very interesting year. But um, 
one with lots of ups and downs. And not just for me and you, but for everyone as well. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good stuff that's come out of it. Um, but before we dive into sort of the instructor side of 2022, let's, let's have a brief look at this year, 2023. What does 2023 hold for you and the DITC and Fairy Test Explained? Um, so I'm, I'm still going to figure out what I'm doing and it's, you know, I'm 43 years in, I haven't figured it out yet. Um, so personally I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring that through and, and just following the, the breadcrumbs as, as they come along, um, from theory test explains perspective, genuinely holding out a little bit of hope that the DVSA will continue to listen and potentially even respond slightly, um there there has been a a change on the theory they are now allowing colored filters on the screen um as part of the disability um uh, additional accommodations uh so you know they they are listening uh so credit to um uh oh i've gone blank so credit to whoever managed to get that into place um oh it's going to annoy me now what rob cooley was it it was thank you. I just had a moment. I yeah. So credit to Rob Cooley. <laughs> we'll give him an award later. I'll be honest. Um, no, I'm awful with names. You know that. Um, I get this blank look on my face, and I know that you'll hope, hopefully help me fill the gap. Uh, so credit to Rob Cooley for getting that sorted. And you know, it's it's another step forward with with the theory on that side of things. Um, and yeah, lo- lots of stuff that that we'd like to get in, in place and they are listening. I don't expect action, but listening is is always a possibility. So I'm really happy about that. Um, DITC, we want to get some, um, some skills-based courses um, available to members. Uh, that's what Ian and I have both decided is it, we're going to get stuff onto probably video Um and and then deliver de- deliver some of that to the members coming coming through. So uh, it it's time, and it always time. But yeah, I think we're at the point we can get that now. Uh, plus, you know, the fruition of every all the other work that we put in. Um, and my aim is to help less people individually, um, and to be able to then try and help more people collectively. So I think that's where courses and things can be quite helpful because they're there when you need them. Um, but as always, we first send them to have a look at your stuff um, because I think it's one of the best and possibly least spoken about resources in the industry. So, I uh, yeah, um, before you look at ours, go and look at Terry's because I think there's some great stuff on there. And, uh, yeah, it's um, I've been enjoying how, how it's grown for you. So let me throw it back at you. How's it? How's it? gone for you well i mean feel free to talk about my stuff whenever you want that's that's fine um 2023 is going to be interesting the 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 podcast is back in march um and then uh yeah so season five will be in march we've got an awesome first guest lined up already who's committed to do it i've been chasing them for a while they've committed to do it i'm not going to disclose it just in case but um I've, i've Penciled in, shall we say, which I'm mightily chuffed about. Um, and then the big thing, me, this year is increasing the the audience again of the, the, the podcast. Uh, and I think that nothing structural, structurally will change, but other than, than continuing to have on that, in, in what my opinion, and there will be people listening, so will shout at me for saying this, but I, don't, I think you'll 
struggle to find better quality, quantity, and, and variety. And that's what I'm continuing to grow. Um, but the big changes are coming in the premium content. So everything over there will currently stay that's there now. So you've got all these awesome shows. So 10 quid a month, you get all these awesome shows like Bob Morton, Sam Harper, Robin Bates, and all the other shows we do around standards check and all this kind of stuff. We've got another one coming. Um, and I'm going to mention this publicly because we've confirmed it. It's not recorded yet, but we've confirmed it. If you can recall back to season three, had an amazing uh, lady on there, uh, Nick Oaks, one of my, my favorite people, uh, talking about SEO, neurodiversity, and uh, copywriting, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. She's coming on and she's going to be doing a, an exclusive podcast for the premium content as well, initially all around SEO stuff. So I've created the best name in the world for that podcast. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. Keep in mind, uh, this is Nick Oaks talking about SEO. So the podcast is called SEO Oaks. It doesn't get better than that. It's the the single greatest name I've ever created. Um, So that's coming in. We've potentially got another one starting up in March. So there's, there's going to be three to four exclusive guest shows every month over there, as well as all the stuff that I do. Um, But then on top of that, we're bringing in an additional tier um, which will be, I think it's going to be £20 for that tier where you get two coaching sessions a month where I open my Zoom room up and people can come in and get some coaching sessions with me, but there'll also be a quarterly masterclass, one of which we've penciled in with yourself, Chris. You're going to come in and explain how that we teach uh, roundabouts, give us a lesson on how to teach roundabouts. Um, if anyone does watch a video for this, check out the Chris's expression there. It's like I've only just told him about this, um, despite having it in writing. Um, but yeah, so we've got these masterclasses coming up. I actually started putting it together today. So, awesome. yes, it's it's on the screen. It's it's there. Cool. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so a lot of exciting stuff coming up on there. And we've even got some some fun ones coming up where some of the podcasts that I record are going to give the premium members a chance to come and watch them being recorded. And then at the end, they can always jump on and ask some questions as like a, a bonus bit to the end there. So some really cool stuff coming up for the premium content in 2023. Uh, as well as uh, I'm going to a couple of, um, I want to say local associations, but that implies they're local to me. So I'm going to say small associations around the country to do a to live podcasts for those associations, um, for them, which should be quite fun. Uh, that I'm not going to say where yet, because again, there's no dates or anything confirmed, but so we're taking the instructor podcast on the road. So, so loads of right, cool stuff true. coming up. Yep. Um, I've got, do you want one at your association, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. And it's ma- mainly, it's it's a chance for us to go out and find some nice vegan food locally. So, yeah, we'll do the green room live for our association. Um, but we'll see if we get the DVSA on as well. That'll be fun. So, I'm getting away, carried away with myself. But yes, that's that's the interrupted podcast for 2023, uh, and this kind of feels like. Uh, setting the table a little bit so we've kind of done that there but just want to remind people where they can find anything chris spencer related um so easiest way to find me on facebook a lot of the time uh by all means send me a message i do check the ones that uh facebook decides to hide on a on a weekly basis at least um so the ditc.co.uk um theory test explained on facebook um, or go to Chris Benstead, B-E-N-S-T-E-D. There is no A in it because that's some really massive bodybuilder bloke. Um, uh, ChrisBenstead.co.uk, and you can find me through there as well. My headphones came out then, so I have no idea what you said. Um, so I'm looking forward to going back and hearing that. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
Okay, cool. And if you want to find the Instructor Podcast, uh, the best place is the website, www.theinstructorpodcast.com. Although the easiest place to find me is on Facebook. Uh, and, and feel free to drop me a message. And I will give this to anyone listening now that sends me a message. I get a lot, probably not as many as you, Chris, but I do get a lot. So if I don't reply, feel free to chase me up in uh, in a day or two if I haven't got back to you. But <laughs> back to 2022, I've got a list of some key things that, that occurred or that we want to discuss from 2022. Is there anything that stands out for you before we take a look at those? No, I'm just going to sit here and check your list against my list, make sure you don't miss anything. Your list, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The the first thing I want to mention, because uh, it's coming up again soon, is driving instructor day. It was the inaugural yes. driving instructor day in March last year, um, and I forgot to check the date. I'm pretty sure it was the 16th, 16th of March. Um, if you're yeah. unsure, drivinginstructorday.com or .co.uk, one or the other. Uh, but w- what were your thoughts on driving instructor day, Chris? I I love the concept and the fact that there's some recognition there that we can make use of and you know we can hang our hat on it without having to go look at me I'm awesome because I say I am we could we can refer to something and say look at me I'm awesome because um so it's it's an opportunity to to hold you know hold a light up and and highlight what we do because we know that people don't understand it. You know, at the moment we're being told we're all on strike um, when we know we're not. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just an opportunity to, to, to either take a bit of time to reflect on for yourself or a chance to, to shine out there and, and, and highlight things and just take an opportunity. So yeah, I, I loved it. Um, and I know there were a lot of people that did get on board and uh, you know, either take the day off or do something interesting with their day. I I enjoyed it. I felt like it was it was weird because I, I didn't want to shout about it too much because I didn't want it to be an instructor podcast thing or anything like that. I was being careful not to conflate the two because it isn't. I just wanted to create a day where you know we could reduce the number of say that again reduce the number of people that were being dicks and increase the number of people that were being friendly and positive. And it seemed like a, a good opportunity. And I think that's kind of what we'll be promoting again this year. You know, do something, take the day off, share some past pictures, go out with your team, you know, whatever it is, do something on Driving Truck Today and, and, and use that hashtag Driving Truck Today, get sharing, and I'll share anything that, that comes up on the feed. Um, I was thinking about this a little bit today, actually, that, something that you've said a few times and, and and Lou Walsh has been on the podcast a couple of times and she's mentioned it both times is that as instructors, technically we're not needed. You know, we're not a requirement if you like. And I've been thinking about that and I just thought, you know what? You're right. You are completely right. There is no requirement to have a driving instructor, but we're bloody useful, you know, and, and it, every now and again, you'll you'll get that student that reminds you why, how beneficial instructors can be. I mentioned the the lad that passed the other week, and he got a bit emotional when he passed, and 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 afterwards, he texts me a couple of times, and you know, one at text was just like, "You have changed my life," because of the reason that he's taken his test, and uh, which I don't want to go into, just in case anyone knows him. But you have changed my life, and it's like you could have done it with anyone. But I get, I understand that, and I feel that, and I think that 
it can be easy to be a bit dismissive of, of ourselves and our job and, oh, we're only instructors or whatever. And I think it is an opportunity just to be a bit self-indulgent of, of, the, of the industry and just say, yeah, do you know what? There's some some really good instructors out there and, and they're probably worth celebrating. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Absolutely. March the 16th. Um, so if you want any ideas for what to do for Driving Instructor Day, as I mentioned, big ones, take the day off. Um, imagine if no one booked a test on March the 16th and there were no tests going on in the UK. That would be quite cool. Um, instructors literally are going on strike for a day. There you go. Um, but, yeah, take the day off, go out with your team, put some, just put some positivity out there. And as you said, the people that got behind it last year were really impressive. There was only one negative person that I saw, and that was a truck driver that commented on Emma Cottington's post. And uh, she kind of tagged me in it, and I just told her to kill him with kindness. And the end of it, it were praising her and saying how much of a good idea it was, which was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, loads of just do something, I would say. Just try and celebrate our industry. Um, yeah, so anything else on driving instructor day? Uh, no, I just look forward to it. I, I'm, I'm, I hope it will grow and grow. And, you know, we'll know it's got there when it starts to be recognised by people that aren't driving instructors. So, you know, when people start referring to or telling us that it's driving instructor day, did you know? (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, you know, let's get to that point. Let's see what happens next. Okay. Uh, Next thing, um, was that on your list, Chris, driving instructor day? That was on my list. Yeah, I'm just going to take it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. The next thing that I wanted to speak about, and we did cover this quite in depth uh, on on the podcast. We actually had Dan Hill on the green room talking about this. Uh, So it was a... Slightly spicy conversation, I'm sure you can imagine. It was uh, the lift, uh, the restrictions being lifted. Um, so it was, you know, there's not a lot to talk about there, but has when that first happened, there was some bit of controversy because legally you were allowed to take a test with COVID and all that stuff. But, you know, as someone that isn't an association, but, you know, the the co-founder of the, the DITC, how have you seen that play out? Was that played out in any certain way or has it just felt natural, do you think? I the funny thing about driving instructors is that co- collectively massive bunch of mavericks that don't fit well into a fixed regimented system but who insist on having rules <laughs> and and working to those rules and and you know it, there's this real sort of juxtaposition between the two um that that is is weird at times um it's like you know i don't like coaching because i need to be taught the way that i get that i learn um and and those kind of con you know uh, contradictions the same thing was there there were more issues once the rules weren't clear um and from my perspective loads of people getting in touch saying right this is the situation what's what am i supposed to do now whatever you like you know um they don't like it (laughs) instructors like to know where they stand we, we don't like all of this yeah we love being a maverick as long as it's it's only us and the world is stable around us um you know so i i think that 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 was what i saw from the the fallout if you like was instructors wanting to know where they stand and and where they're at inside inside of that um so i spent a lot of time answering the phone and and just 
reiterating the point. Um, you know, it's, it's not for us to make decisions for people, but sometimes they, they kind of want to be guided along the way. Um, but, you know, what, what would you tell your pupil to do is such a good answer for a driving instructor because we normally know the right answer. Well, I mean, just touching on something you said there, although it's slightly off topic, was a culture thing. Cause I, I got amused the other day. Um, someone, and I cannot for life remember who it was, but they were in a comment in a, a group somewhere. So someone said something about coaching versus instruction or, or whatever, and one of the comments was, have you ever been taught something by someone just talking to you? Think back to how that was and that, how that made you feel. And it was meant to be like, that's not a good thing. I'm sat there going, yeah, yeah, please. That's what I want. Just talk to me. I don't want to interact. Just words to me will do. And and that was a bit of an eye-opener as well for me. And I, I knew this anyway, but you need reminding sometimes. Everyone's different. Some people like like me, I think I'm in the minority, but like just being spoken to. Others like that that engagement. You're pulling a face. To, it's making me nervous. At. Sorry, to or at? Both. <laughs> sometimes. Okay. Depends who it is. I won't is. win that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I don't think there's an awful lot to sound to add on to what you've said there. I think it's, I do think we we managed it quite well as as an industry because, yeah, there were some people that were still really nervous. Yeah, there were some people that were really cocky and gobby. But I think generally, as as an industry, we kind of went okay, let's just crack on, and you kind of do what you can. And and like you said, you know, it's 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 nice to have some guidance, but if you haven't got it, then just do what you can and and. and Speaking of guidance, highway code. That 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 was a fun start at year with it changing, but not actually changing in the highway code, and then not going through parliament, then going through parliament. And guidance. does anyone know that it's changed? I don't think so. None of the pedestrians that I stopped for know that it's changed. <laughs> they just look at me. Be- <laughs> the one on my test last week. I don't take many tests out. I had two two over the last week. One was good, one wasn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, pedestrians straight out into the road in front of us determined that we were going to stop. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there, there's there's one person at, at least that has read and possibly misunderstood the changes. Um, <laughs> but what, wasn't that a big fuss over nothing? Yes, massively. And I think when we actually spoke about this on the podcast, I, I mentioned this at the time as well, but because it was banged on about that much, I had this image in my head of every single last mile going to be stopping 15 times for pedestrians before suddenly realizing how often on a lesson do we actually have someone crossing a road at a junction? And I've I probably done it three times, three or four times this uh, last year because the, it's just not arising, you know, the situation that's arising. The, the, the good thing for me is I found it's actually making students a bit more cautious of the pedestrians. Because they're a bit yes. like, well, what if they just step out? You know, there's, there is, a, as you've said, you know, there's, there's a bit of that there. So even though they're not actually having to deal with it, I think it's making them pay a bit more of attention to it. And, and that can only be a good thing. Which I think is probably the reason they did it. It was probably the actual outcome that they expected was for that, that balance to be re- readdressed slightly and, and just, you know, um, yeah, let, let's... If, if you've become immune to it, it's a bit like a bad smell or a noise. You know, if, if you're always next door to them drilling, you, you tend to tone it down and, and, and tune it out. Um, and I think, you know, it was, it was an opportunity to go, don't ignore pedestrians. Um, we're going to make them a bit more annoying, potentially. And actually, we'll trust the fact that they will also look after themselves in the mix because, 
most people aren't stupid. Um, most. Most. But, there's most. always a few. Yeah. But no, that's a good point. Darwin because says, um, I've got tinnitus and I never notice when I've got it, but I notice when it goes. Yes. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a good point. But the, the one that I think made me chuckle more than that was all the stuff around cyclists. It was like, don't, don't turn in front of a cyclist. That's that was actually put in the highway code when it wasn't in there before. So literally what they're saying is don't run over a cyclist. Why do cyclists have it so that we don't have to run over them now? Get over yourself. And yes, there's always going to be militant cyclists the same way. There'll always be militant drivers. But it just annoys me the fact that that's what we look at. Rather than looking at the big picture, we look at that 1%. And, but yeah, the, the rules there were literally don't kill cyclists. And people had a problem with that. I noticed that that's probably the biggest benefit from the change that I've seen, which is because now it's permitted for them to come alongside you, it it seems to be having more of an effect on people looking for them because they're not looking for an imaginary cyclist. They're looking for a cyclist that's allowed to come through a bit like turning right into a side road. You don't think that the oncoming traffic is imaginary. You look to see if it's there. So because the rule supports them coming through, I've found, and you know, I don't know, you never know whether it's how you teach it or just that you happen to have got the pupils that actually listen or whatever it might be. But I've found them thinking a bit more about that because it could happen. It hasn't. haven't actually had the situation where it's happened. But it, it just kind of gives a bit more weight and support to it a little bit. And, and I thought that was you know, a, a little change, but one that was probably – I've always found mirrors are really difficult to teach unless it actually happens because – you're looking for imaginary stuff, you know. Always check your left mirror in case there's a unicorn around the corner. I do. But um, but that makes it more real. And I, I think that was a, you know, that's probably done a lot in, in a very small grain of, of change. That's done a lot for road safety if we're getting people to check mirrors more. Whether they continue after their test and all the rest of it is a, is a debate for another day. I mean, given the best opportunity, and, and one of mine is to tell them every time you miss a mirror check, a fairy dies. You know, that that's not make-believe, that's genuine. So therefore, you miss your mirror check, you've killed a fairy, well done. But the the cyclist one, the way that made me think a bit more was the thing around cycle lanes because I was seeing all this stuff on social media about why don't they have to use cycle lanes? And I think I got a bit caught up in that a little bit. And, you know, you see something enough, you start to not necessarily believe it, but start to go down that line of thinking and, until I saw or paid attention to, I should say, a particular cycle lane in Bradford that's protected. Um, there's bollards all down it. And there was mm-hmm. a cyclist driving next, not driving, sorry, riding next to it rather than down it. And immediately I started getting grumpy, thinking, oh, this is a new highway code rules. And then I, then I looked and the actual cycle lane is horrendous. It was like thick with mud and there's potholes in it. I'm like, I wouldn't cycle in there. I'm like, then yes. I thought about it some more and I thought, if you were a cyclist, would you rather cycle in a protected cycle lane or next to all the cars well it's going to be a protected cycle lane so there must be a reason why they're not going in it and that's something i always ask the students and they usually say oh perhaps they're turning right well yes that would make sense so be aware yeah. of that and you know so i think sometimes uh, as you said with like with the pedestrians just that subtle change can actually if you're going with the right approach it just makes you think a little bit different a little bit more and then hopefully less people die you know travesty of all travesties less people die 
Yeah, we're we're not going to complain, are we? No. Yeah, we will. No. <laughs> well, actually, you're right because every year when Project Edward, every day without a road death, do their their thing, people say that oh, they complain saying it's unrealistic. Like, well, okay, how many people can we kill every day? You know. Oh, that, that one annoys me. I was mightily pleased when Leeds took up that challenge. And I think it's 2030 they've set the target for. They want every day without a road death in Leeds within 20, yes. uh, from 2030, which I think more cities need to take up that. But uh, let's move away from the highway code then, because uh, one other big story from last year and and the previous years was uh, test waiting times. Driving test yes. waiting times. So have we seen any change there, Chris? It, it, it kind of seemed to dip a little and then go horribly wrong again, not helped by a bit of snow and now strikes. Um, I think the problem is it's not about the waiting list, it's about the waiting times. And I think we tend to conflate the two. Um, and that's something I learned from chatting with uh, the people from um, Ready to Pass. Uh, that that we need to make sure we're talking about the same thing. And obviously, if there's an overflow, then there's an overflow and, and you can keep reducing down that overflow. The waiting list isn't going to get any shorter, but the, the, the waiting times are because there's less people queuing. So I, I think there's probably more benefit to what's gone on. You know, we, We've seen more benefits from the, all of the actions that have been taken um, than we actually understand because they're not in front of us. So, yes, I think that it's improved. Um, I think it's not improved enough. Uh, my local test centre can't get a test. There just isn't isn't one at all. Um, but, you know, you, you need to look at it on the bigger picture potentially, but we get affected locally. So while if I go, you know, an hour down the road, I can get a test within probably six weeks. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be my local test centre that's, that's doing well. So I think it depends where you are. Um, you know, And obviously the busier test centres are, are the ones that have affect more instructors. So the voice is always going to be stronger on it's not having any benefit. Um, I think attitudes changed. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you're probably going to have, because it's on my list, uh, you're probably going to have the ready-to-pass campaign on there so um i I won't go down that rabbit hole but um looking broadly speaking i think you know there's more that needs to be done i think there were a few balls that weren't or sorry a few opportunities they weren't balls that were dropped they were opportunities that weren't taken um that i would have liked to have seen taken but again i'm i'm not at the reins thank god um imagine the state of the industry if if i was in charge of the dvsa um yeah it, i don't know instruct examiners sorry would be wearing funny hats or something i i decide that was a good thing one day because i i do like living in a slightly positive and you know flamboyant world um so you you and your dead fairies and me and my unicorns <laughs> it would be a wonderful place every examiner would be taking an nlp course well, to, no, that see that I will get behind happily. Uh, yes, and and being trained up in SEN skills like ASD and such. But yeah, I'll just generally being pleasant and polite for some of them. You know, there's Smiling. always a couple kicking about. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm not going to name it, but the test centre I was at the other week, different part of the country where I am, I'm like 
what's happening here? This is really pleasant. It's like the examiners are coming for a chat for me and they're saying hello and and I'm up north and we're supposed to be more friendly. What the fuck's going on here? It was mental. I want to know where you were now. I, I lo- Local to us, I have to say, they're bloody lovely. They, you know, they do come out smiling and everything else. And the one that I had the other day came out and knew my name. I've never met him before, I don't think. Um, but, but um, yeah, I, no, it is nice when there's a smile on the face, definitely. I mean, I must say that the, the, the two main ones that I use by me, uh, Horsef and Thornbury, I generally don't have a problem with them. Um, but there was just a, a difference in, in going to that other one. Uh, and there's a couple of examiners, uh, I'm not going to name sex or anything like that, just in case. Um, but the... I think I've said it before, but there was one time I had a, a last pass and she's literally dancing in the car. And I'm just looking at the examiner thinking, just crack her a smile. Come on. But he just got this very grumpy face on. I think he was using uh, paper. Oh, yeah. So filled in thing, passed it to her and got out and said bye. Oh, come on. Crack a smile, please. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I concur with what you've said there. I'm guilty of conflating everything but i get my words mixed up with everything anyway so it doesn't make an awful lot of difference i think just take notice of about 64 percent of what i say and you'll be fine but with the um the tests i think what i've noticed is that the overall kind of waiting time hasn't come down if you were to look for a test you'd still be booking for five six months time but there are more sporadic places opening up they're like little pockets here and there that just open up so you you know i had a a student that tried to book a test of a week and that they couldn't get out for six months, but they could get one in two weeks time. I'm like, yeah, no, don't please don't. Thanks for checking with me first. But it, yeah. you know, so I think that it's, we'll see because when uh, Graham O'Brien come on the show, he um, said that there will be down to less than a 10 week waiting time by the end of February. So that will be yeah. interesting. But it's snowed now. And there's strike action. So, I would like know. to think, I would genuinely like to think that all these fancy algorithms I've got would incorporate snow because, you know, it's Christmas. It's coming up to Christmas. It won't be like when they did the predicted exam results uh, over COVID when no one took exams and gave people use for not turning up to the exams that they weren't doing. Hopefully the algorithms won't go that far, but they will take into account bad weather. <laughs> although they can't take into account striking action. I, I take it Graham's going to come back and, and uh, give us the results? I think I need to email him before I put this podcast out now. <laughs> um, but He's I, a lovely I, guy. I, he should come you back. Know what? Let, let's speak about that for a second, because the DVSA did come on the podcast twice this year. But yeah, we had uh, Graham O'Brien and Amanda Lane come on. I'm not going to try and remember their respective positions. Although I think actually Graham was a chief driving test examiner and Amanda was the head of driving policy or driver training policy. Um, but yeah, they come on and it, it was great to have them on the show well separately. Uh, a little tidbit here, a little bit tidbit. The, the episode with Graham did a lot better than the episode with Amanda. And I can only put that down to one thing. In fact, I'm going to rephrase it. Say something else before I say that because the episode with Graham, the DVSA didn't promote well, they shared it on their stories on Instagram, but they didn't promote it. The episode of Amanda, they actually put out in an email with a link to the, the website, and they actually put it out on social media, which I was really pleased with because the DVSA don't promote external stuff like that. So, But the episode with Graham did better. So the only thing I can put that down to is, is essentially what it was about. 
because the episode with Graham was about test waiting times. It was that was what the title was. The DVSA explained test waiting times. Whereas the episode with Amanda was about the Are You Ready to Pass campaign. And it just intrigues me that more instructors have gravitated to the episode about waiting times. And the only thing I can think of with that is that's what affects them directly. The one around Are You Ready to Pass campaign would be more sort of almost like a traditional CPD almost, whereas uh, the test waiting times is more information. So that interested me. But yeah, it was was good to have a, a couple of different people on from the DVSA. It's, it's problems and solutions as well, isn't it? It, it's you know we gravitate towards problems um so so yeah it, it i wouldn't go as far as negative and positive um but i i think there is that kind of leaning towards this is this is the thorn in my side therefore i'm going to listen because i might be able to do something about it or at least know that everyone else is suffering as much as i am whereas yeah ready to pass it's the dvsa's solution it's not my solution and therefore you know um, I think it's really interesting. I, I, I love it. Every now and again, in my inbox, suddenly pops up some stats from Terry. Um, some more interesting than others. Some that are just funny numbers that he likes. Um, we can all guess which one. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, I think it is quite interesting to look at, at what what's going on and, and why, and try and figure it out. Because as an industry, we don't have statistics except the dvsa ones that you know the standards check systems based around um and you know it i think having some kind of an idea a, a number picture of where we're at is is interesting we should do more of that yeah i think it's fascinating for me on a, on a almost personal level seeing first 24 48 hours uh, the downloads over them because the ones with the catchier titles will always do better and I think that we're talking about the episodes there. The the episode maybe is negative, positive, because I was a bit more, I'm tackling the DVSA on that first one, whereas the next one, I mean, it was exactly the same with them. There was stuff I challenged them on, but I didn't portray it that way the same because I think I agreed more with the, the campaign. So, yeah, maybe there was a bit more of that. So that was interesting. But, yeah, are you ready? Uh, campaign, as you said, that's on your list, Chris. Um, so that's been going for quite a while now, and and since the one that you were involved in, uh, or we were involved in a little bit, the back in uh, November, we've had a bit of time to to reflect on that. So, what are your your thoughts looking back over the Are You Ready campaign? I saw it on the test centre wall uh, on the twenty twenty ninth because I also had a test on the twenty ninth, um, which which was an, an interesting one because it, it finished the year with a clean sheet. Um, and, uh, it was, it was an interesting view on how examiners can influence how tests go. Um, cause he, he, he was very nervous, uh, and, and the examiner was great. The, sorry, the, the candidate was very nervous just to clarify the examiner <laughs> in his stride. Um, so, uh, while I was waiting waiting for, for the candidate to appear out of the toilet, I was busy reading the test centre wall. And, um, it yeah, it looks really good visually. I, I, I can imagine people actually, yeah, I'm not a big one for the test centre posters. I can imagine people actually engaging with it. The same when it comes up on social media, it stands out. So I think it is, you know, you can argue about the messages um, and, you know, some, some of them were taken in, a different way to they were written and, and some of them were written in a different way to they were meant. Um, but actually I, th- I thought all in all, it was a good 
mix. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I've seen a lot worse, <laughs> a lot, lot worse from DVSA. So I, you know, I, I think if, if that continues running forwards, I hope it's not just a one hit thing because it's waiting list driven. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think there's some real positives to come from it. And, and as you say, we were privileged enough to being engaged in, in, in the back end of, of, of that um, and therefore have a slightly better insight than instructors who've just seen the front end. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I think they did well and they, it's nice to give them credit for it. So it's great. I mean, I don't want to get too in the weeds with this because we did cover it over a couple of episodes, but I think that one of the things I've seen a lot from instructors, not just online, but in uh, test centers and stuff as well is like some of the the messaging being a bit simplistic or a bit obvious, you know, I'll go right back to when they first started talking about mock tests and they were saying, ask the candidate to show you the uh, provisional license, you know, and examiners, not examiners, sorry, instructors were complaining that was on there. And I'm like, it don't matter. You know, they're, they're, they're giving you every option available. And I think I got a bit frustrated by that, but I, I can only compare it to almost generational a little bit in that, I saw a video the other day of a 16-year-old trying to work one of those old uh, telephones where you had to swing it around. But I can guarantee you, I've had 17-year-olds show me how to use my mobile better. And it's a a generation thing. It doesn't mean I'm more stupid than them or they're more stupid than me. It's just a different understanding. It's a different generation. I'm technically a millennial, but I think it's Gen Z we're on now. You know, it's it's massive difference. So – they might need things presented in a different way that generally need things presented in a different way. And it, it might seem obvious to us, but it won't be obvious to them. That doesn't mean that they're stupid. It means that they're different. And I think that at times we need to be a bit more, yeah, do you know what? Let's just not argue about the little finicky bit there. But if you look at the number of tests that are refused because they haven't turned up with their driving license, it's probably a percentage. And if asking them to see their license reminds them they need the blooming thing, then you know I don't see that as a as a negative. Um, but yeah, no, the rotary telephones—it's weird how things come up. I was talking about it earlier with my with my theory test pupil because we looked at a picture of the roadside telephone with one of those dial things. Not a blooming <laughs> clue. He looked at it and was trying to figure out how it flew. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like the the text message reminder, and this is something that again Graham O'Brien made a. It's a song and dance about, but that sounds patronized. I don't mean it that way, but it made a, a big deal of, and I don't think at the time I appreciated it, but it's like, it, it was right. You know, you think of any appointment you get nowadays, you get text reminders about, but we didn't get them for the driving test. And we, we have almost built up a generation. I include myself in this of people that not necessarily rely on reminders, but are certainly helped by them a lot, you know? So why isn't that is a good thing it is a benefit and yeah i think that we're too easy to dismiss stuff sometimes and i'm i'm a big fan as as, as you have the the rye ready campaign not every facet of it not every facet of it but again we're all different and if i'm agree with most of what they're doing then then i can be i can be happy with that um okay is there anything else that stands out from 2022 to you anything i've missed off, off that might have been on your list or or whatever chris um no i i Enjoyed a couple of good expos and a conference. Um, you know, I, I think there was there was lots of that 
that we'd got back to, having not been able to do it previously. Uh, admittedly, one of them resulted in me having COVID. Um, <laughs> so not all positive. Um, was it worth it? Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, I'd, I'd rather have not had the COVID. But, um, I, I yeah, there, there was some really positive stuff going on through that, um, including the people that were coming along. There was much more diversity in, in the room uh, than there had been at previous expos and things. Um, and whatever has caused that, brilliant, because that means there's more engagement in the industry. Um, uh, so so I think those were going on through the year. Uh, and I went to the DIA. It is my biggest memory of 2022 was the death look from Love Day Rider um, when I spoke slightly out of turn and, and about her criticism, well, her her insistence that the DVSA was still focused on um, safe driving for life. And I, I felt the need to shout out trailer testing um, as, as an, an, an opposition to that. And uh, I still haven't recovered from that glare, it's but my, we, we have spoken since. <laughs> so my biggest regret is, uh, is not being there for that. It's my biggest regret from the year. Um, but yeah, we will just touch on it. We won't dwell on this because we, we've spoke about it fairly recently, but the, the penultimate, um, penultimate big learner relay as well. Of course, yes. I, I'm I'm at the planning meeting this Friday for for the next and the last uh, big learner relay because we are year ten, which is is calling it a decade and a day. So um, I, I I don't know what's going on because you know I've been busy doing other things. I'm looking forward to finding out. Um, so uh, it was I it was a a, a different year. Every, every year has been different. Um, I, I have, I, I I enjoyed the song bit that I did because we didn't I didn't manage to get the choir together, um, but uh, it it wasn't my favourite song. Um, but the thing I, I just want to take a moment to thank you for was the back catalogue with me rambling about each song just before it came on and, and went through. Anyone who hasn't listened to that. I've had so many compliments about it, just as like a little mini series, which isn't how I really, I just thought it, we would just tell them about the song and play the song. People have kind of listened to it as a bit of a history of the Big Learner Relay. Um, and uh, so thank you, because that was purely down to you and it wouldn't have been there otherwise. Um, yeah, that 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 was probably my, my relay highlight, actually, because I then went and listened to it as a journey through, kind of trying to pretend I wasn't listening to myself. And... Um, and it was. It was a nice little summary of of, of the relay and, and what the relay is all about. So, looking forward to a, a massive twenty twenty three, whatever Louise can come up with um, as as an idea, um, and taking the world by storm. Yep. So keep your eyes peeled to see what comes up about that. But we are in the middle of awards season, and uh, Chris, we know that we have differing views on that. In that, I am an awards freak, and I love everything about them, and that you detest everything about them. Um, so that's pretty much where we both are. I'm sure. Um, but speaking of which, you can vote for us both, by the way, the Intelligent Instructor and um, Go Rodeo Awards. We are in one of the same categories somewhere. Um, so I don't quite know how. <laughs> I'm not sure, and I'll tell you a brief story in a second. But uh, but yes, feel free to vote for us. I mean, let's be honest, the Instructor Podcast isn't going to win, but I will appreciate your vote nonetheless. But what amused me greatly, 
and I, I didn't reply to the comment and I can't remember why, but I wanted to, and then I couldn't find it when I was looking for it online, but you'd shared it obviously saying, oh, I can vote for a say whatever. And someone had gone on and said, I voted for you, Chris. I love listening to you on the green room. And I thought, you bastard. That's not a vote for you. That should be a vote for me. <laughs> Why are they voting for you on the green room? Yeah. I was genuinely I, I agree. I was genuinely I, I annoyed agree. by that. <laughs> um, but um, oh, I, I'm going to say it. I'm sorry. If you're still listening now, then you probably like the show anyway. But... Um, I'm getting a bit frustrated at seeing people refer to it as begging for votes. See people begging of I'm, I'm, I mean, if that's begging, you know, uh, what, what did I put? Um, oh, really appreciate I've been nominating these awards. If you'd love to vote for me, great. Here's a link. Feel free. If you don't, please vote for your favorite anyway. If that's begging, then, uh, then wow, that's quite impressive. I, I need to go and look up my dictionary. But anyway, we are in awards season. So let's chuck out a couple of us on, not awards as such. We don't want to get in trouble. Um, but I'm going to give a little shout out to a couple of people, and I'm, I'm sure there is for you as well, Chris. So I'll go first. I'm going to mention a certain Lee Sperry, uh, the ADI PDI doctor. What he's done this year, I've been really impressed with, with how he's taken on that ADI PDI doctor, how he's found a niche, how he markets it, how I've said to him for a while that the way he, he I'm a big fan of the way he writes. Even if I'm not always in full agreement with him, the way he writes is is just amazing. And he's one of the people that keeps a check on me as well. You know, even just New Year's Eve this year, uh, he probably don't want me to say this, but I'm going to, uh, he sent me a bit of a message out of blue when he just said, uh, hi Terry, hope you're okay. Hope you're not spending New Year's Eve by yourself. If you are, just remember how fucking awesome you are. And just thought, what a lovely message to receive out of blue. Um, I may come back to that on a slightly different point in a minute, but but yeah, big shout out to Lee. I think he's someone that's impressed me a lot this year with how he's come on and how he's taken his business in a different direction and and how he's grown it um, without being a pushy salesman, which is is lovely. So yeah, shout out to Lee and the ADI PDI doctor. Speaking of which, you do get a fifty percent discount with them if you sign up to Instructor Podcast Premium. But uh, yeah, plug intended. Uh, anyone you want to give a mention to, Chris. Well, Lee was on was on my list of people that definitely need some recognition because um, yeah, I, I have to say so I can't repeat half of the messages he sends me, um, but uh, we we have a good laugh and and uh, I I like it when someone doesn't take themselves too seriously. So yeah, that's one of the other things I, I like about what he does is he's he's really honest about stuff, um, and and again, some stuff you know I, I applaud along with other stuff I look at it and go not really for me. But definitely worth a look to make that decision. So, uh, so yeah, um, I I think that there's there's also a, a you know um, uh, there's possibly an apology attached to this one. Um, but uh, <laughs> and it, this is almost going through to the people that support the the podcast, Bob Morton, um, because he I think what he's doing with with his um, you know his. Uh, um, CPD stuff is is really good. It's it, you know he's he's out there and he's still pushing it. And I did refer to him, and he's worn it as a badge of honour. As this is Bob Morton, he used to be a big name in the industry, um, and he is continuing to prove that he is still a big name in the industry. And I did mean it with love and a big smile. Um, but when you go and put it on your Facebook status, it doesn't come across with that. Um, so, <laughs> but I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm loving the stuff that I'm seeing from from Bob still, and I'm looking forward to doing. We must get 
Bob um, Howard and myself back together to do another uh, video for, for YouTube and, and put the world to rights on that because I thoroughly enjoyed doing those. So, um, yeah, we don't want him to be forgotten as a, a you know a, a, a industry has been. So, um, yeah, Bob, definitely. He, he's still still leading from the front. I love Bob. Everyone loves Bob. I think he's the biggest name in the industry. Uh, I think I think that he's probably the the, the most recognised name, which I think is awesome. Um, and amusingly, whenever I have a chat with any of my premium members or anything like that, they will always sit, ask them what do they like best. The answer is almost always Bob. It's not well, maybe not the thing they like best, but it's in that collection of things they like best. Um, so yeah, uh, everyone loves Bob. Uh, I'm going to take a moment to shout out to someone else who, um, well, not necessarily the person, but the product, uh, there's a book, uh, from B to A by Craig Preedy. If, if you haven't checked it out and you want to go and find out a bit more in the instructor podcast, Facebook group, uh, I did a, a live video over there with him talking about that. And it's one of the, if not the best sort of standard check type of book I've come across. Um, I was a big fan of the Jed and Claire Wilmot one who was in the driver's seat. I like the stuff Lynn Barry's done. I like the stuff Bob does, although I prefer Bob's in-person stuff to his, his written stuff. But that from B to A I thought was awesome. It, it put a, It's one of the few books that made me look at it differently. It came out with a slightly different approach. And, and uh, yeah, so big shout out to Craig Breedy and uh, Craig Preedy. And I would recommend everyone... Uh, not just if you've got a Sanders check, but everyone that goes and checks out from B to A. So go and have a look at that. Um, anyone else you want to give a shout out to, Chris? Um, and the one of my favourite moments um, from the the podcast, um, and and when you were incapacitated, I, I stepped in and had a couple of interviews. Um, was uh, the guys from He Man, which yeah, just to rub in the fact that you didn't get to speak to He-Man, being that you're a massive He-Man fan. Um, and, I, yes, you, you you did get a pin badge. Um, it was, you know, an email to me saying, do you think that Terry would like a pin badge? And I wanted to say I would like a pin badge, but, you know. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I, yeah, it was, um, I was just reminded, and it stayed with me. Sometimes these, these little things kind of sit there of, how many how many lives they've saved um and genuinely i they were underappreciated in my book so i i this is a moment for me to just acknowledge it again um that you know driving instructors out there and you know all dual controls are are there to to support us i just i like their approach and their attitude and i trust their products um you know, implicitly um yeah, they, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we often get referred to as, you know, lifesavers and, and skills for life and everything else. They, they're, yeah, they're looking after us. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'd like to acknowledge them once again because they, they're a cracking bunch. I think in terms of 2022, I want to give a shout out to a couple more people or products. So uh, Sam Harper, a friend of the show, she started her own podcast within the premium content, uh, but also – the, the Guild of Mindful Drivers I, going on from before 2022, but I think it's really kicked on in 2022 and, and also seeing some of the sticks she's taken online. And and you know San, I know San quite well. You couldn't wish to meet a nicer person. Um, I think that some of the sticks she gets for just trying to make the world a better place is genuinely unfair. But So, yeah, big shout-out to, to San Harper. Um, there was one other person that my name has now 
it escaped me, so this might come back to me in a second. But and then the other person would be your good self, Chris. Um, you've obviously contributed massively towards the green room this year. Um, I think it was your initial actual idea way back in 2021, but we've really kicked it on this year in, in 2022, making it monthly and you're joining me on every episode. And uh, and yeah, I do really appreciate that. So everyone go check out uh, Sam Harp and Chris Benstead and the other person that I forgot then as well. <laughs> Um, do you have anyone, anything from 2022 that you want to give a shout out to? Um, no, I, I think, you know, there's, for me, I, I, the final one is the one that I haven't got a name for because it's all of the instructors that don't get recognized. Um, yeah, we, we've got names of, of people that are doing specific things and that's great. Th- thoroughly support it. Anything that makes the industry better has got to be good. But I think sometimes I have the conversation i found it weird it started it's been it's a 2022 thing of people on the phone almost having to declare that you know they're they're a bit in awe of having a conversation with me which i find really weird um just a driving instructor happy to have a chat give me a call by all means um that that then they feel like well i don't do what you do or i only teach learners if you're getting out of bed every day and you're doing a good job at that and you actually give a shit, I th- then thank you because you know you're what makes the industry good. You know you're you're not the person that we're we're fighting against um, in trying to improve standards. You you're you are the people that are upholding them. So I know full well that there's a lot of instructors I will never know the names of who are doing some cracking cracking work out there, supporting their their learners and doing the best genuinely doing the best and they have no interest in anybody else knowing their name they're just happy to get the job done and they're doing it for all the right reasons and i think sometimes you know we we almost it's a if you don't know my name then i'm not good uh not even slightly there's some some brilliant people out there and and i get the pleasure of speaking to lots of them um and having a chat sadly when they speak to me often it's because something's gone wrong (laughs) um and uh you know it's yeah, we all have a bad day. Uh, it's nice to have someone to be able to talk to. So, so yeah, I just it's nice to recognise them as well. So don't don't you know don't feel that um, that just because you're not on a list, it doesn't make you important. You know, I'm sure all of your pupils feel feel very much different. I would uh, 100% concur with that, and I remember now the the other uh, not person but product I was thinking of, which is a uh, knowledgeable instructor training kit magazine. Uh, kit came out last oh, yeah. year. Uh, it's great to get another a written resource that is available to instructors, and I like seeing how uh, Mick Knowles adapted his podcast and how they uh, brought out the knowledgeable instructor training. And uh, I don't know how to phrase this. With, this sounds wrong. I apologize, but almost like competing with some of the the bigger names. It's, I think it's good to have options out there. I really do. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was uh, good to see someone else take off in in twenty twenty two. But uh, I'm going to finish up with a slightly self-indulgent question and if you struggle for an answer i'll give you mine first a favorite instructor podcast episode of 2022 chris oh um favorite it it was probably the one with with graham um from dvsa because i i genuinely it, it wasn't about graham my the reason i liked it i i like the way you you actually held him to account and did it on really good terms. I, it was, I, yeah, I, I, for the the one that probably showed you off to your strengths, which I, you know, I'm 
I'm not good at interviewing. Um, I, I can talk, but actually asking the questions is, is a different thing. So, yeah, I, I think that was probably my um my my go-to favorite the one that i would tell people to listen to not not just for i'm going to stop you there it was was great you disappeared disappeared. (laughs) did i i thought you disappeared so i thought i'll keep talking just in case i mean it might have recorded it but i didn't hear a word you said i'll uh it disappeared after you'd said graham o'brien one so i'll just start off from the graham o'brien episode again and we'll go with that so mine would be the Graham O'Brien episode, not necessarily because of Graham, lovely guy, and he was great, but your ability to ask questions and to challenge him, I think, was shown to its best in that episode. So that's the one that I'd get people to have a look at if they want to see, you know, what what the podcast is about and and the style that it's in. Um, you know, I, I thought that one was was probably my favourite, not the most in interesting of, of topics being you know it was at the time it was but sort of to look back on but actually you did it in a way that made it interesting so and uh, I felt like you stood up for the the little men uh, us us instructors out there against nasty old DPSA um but yeah that that'd be my go-to absolutely have you noticed that whenever you say anything nice about me it always cuts out it's like every time <laughs> It's very weird. Um, either way, uh, I'm going to shout out mine. My favourite episode from this year was, I think, the penultimate episode of this season, which was the the pupil perspective with uh, Charlotte Parker and Julia Fierek, two former students of mine that came on to give their perspective almost on learning to drive. And I found that super challenging to do. One, I was high as a kite on one of them because I had too many painkillers and didn't realise and I, that was some super <laughs> editing that went on there. Uh, and, and secondly, I, I did... I had to do my best not to make it a show about their journey learning to drive. I wanted it to make it about their perspective on learning to drive and what we could learn from that. Um, so it was yeah. really challenging, but probably, weirdly, the one I took the most from it, as a podcaster and as a driving instructor. So, yeah, anyone not listening, go back and check those out. The uh, season, well, it's not the season, actually, it was a bonus episode with Graham O'Brien in between seasons three and four and episode 10, I believe it was. Uh, the pupil perspective from season four. Um, but yeah, that's that. Anything else you want to cover quickly, Chris, before we wrap up? No, I, I just hope everybody has a blooming wonderful 2023 and we actually find some positivity in what I'm sure is going to be a challenging year, but um, you know, that we managed to get rid of the noise. That's, that's, that's my aim. Get rid of the noise, focus on what's important, um, not just work you know, just in life. And uh, I, I look forward to sitting here in 2024. Now, there should be flying cars by then. Surely we've been promised something along those lines. Um, yeah, 2024, we're going to sit here talking about how wonderful 2023 was. Yep. And as everyone knows, it's to the end of the show, you will know that you are my favourite listeners. If you listen all the way to the end, you're my favourite people in the world. So a big thank you for checking out the end of the show. You can find out more at www.theinstructorpodcast.com. And where can people find the DITC, Chris? Theditc.co.uk, or you can find us on Facebook. Excellent. I'll have a cracking 2023. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.